Welcome listeners. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the history of chocolate. Across Ireland and the UK, Hans Sloan is known as the pioneer of drinking chocolate. However, what is going to be discussed today goes beyond this narrative. Drinking chocolate already existed across the water in Mesoamerica, where cocoa beans were taken from the Theobroma cacao tree and mixed with water and other substances. Therefore, Hans Sloan utilised something which already existed and added to it. Instead of mixing water with cocoa, he mixed cocoa with milk and sugar to make a flavoursome drink. In this podcast, I am crediting Mesoamerican indigenous cultures for the creation of uses of drinking chocolate. I am going to explore the uses and misuses of cocoa-based drinks, ranging from its early use among the Aztec people, later in the indigenous communities, and the social implications this had in colonial Latin America, as recorded in the Inquisition documents. Mesoamerican indigenous tribe, the Aztecs, arrived in central Mexico in the mid-13th century. First, a guide from the Nusco Museum is going to talk about the social side of Aztecs and cocoa. Nusco was the area which provided the Aztec royalty with cocoa. The Aztec particularly used cocoa for wedding negotiations and wedding ceremonies. Here we have a Tudela Codex and a classic Mayan Codex, which are documents containing iconography and aeroglyphic, writing information regarding the Aztec and Mayan religion. Anyway, in this first Codex we see an Aztec woman pouring chocolate from one vase to another. According to the scholar Michael Coe, this was to make it frothy. In this second image, we see a man and a woman with a vase of chocolate between them. Coe interprets that there is probably a wedding negotiation going on here. Chocolate was used for celebrating. Coco was also used for physical ability. Moctezuma, the leader of the Aztecs from 1502 to 1520, was said to drink around 50 cups of chocolate each day. This made him strong and had an aphrodisiac defeat, as Bernal Diaz del Castillo, a foot soldier who was there during the defeat of the Aztecs, said it also helped in his conquest for women. Cocoa was regarded as food for the gods, the kings and the elite, because the high content of it in drink caused brief emotional highs, partly due to the caffeine. It was also said to prolong life, and the royalty often claimed immortality, which perhaps why it was given to them. However, Co states that Netzahuapili, the leader of Texcoco, Mexico, from 1472 until 1515, and other Aztec warriors were ambivalent towards the use of cocoa because they knew that it was exotic and they believed that it came from people who undermined the strength of the Aztecs. <laughs> Fast forward to the colonial period, particularly the 16-1700s. In Spain, the Catholic Church was a branch of the state, and so the Spanish wanted this to be the case in Latin America also. The role of the Inquisition courts was to root out heresy in order to enforce Christianity as the sole religion. Esto Pañan tells us that the Inquisition considered there to be superstition when it didn't duly honour God nor the saints. Indigenous women could not be brought to trial as it was thought they had supernatural powers from dabbling in witchcraft, so therefore there could not be a fair trial. 
Ruth Behar comments that witchcraft was a power source for women, but it was regarded as superstition, and by regarding it as superstition, this was denying women their power. Cocoa was no longer a drink reserved to the elite in society, and it was almost exclusively prepared by women. Its roots were in the culture of the indigenous women. However, it wasn't just the indigenous women now who prepared it, so this practice cut through racial divides. Furthermore, it's important to mention that there were increasingly women of mixed race, so it was hard to distinguish between those who were Spanish and those who were other, because races were mingled. Nevertheless, race in the form of not being pure Spanish and gender, that is, being a woman, were often characteristics which made someone inferior in society. The making of potions using cocoa mixed with other ingredients was known as hechicería and was treated with suspicion. So sorcery was already attributed to indigenous women, but now non-indigenous women were being accused because of their role in preparing cocoa. So preparing cocoa became a vessel for women's power. Celine Garcia Avila, in her study of Inquisition records, summarised that the belief of formulas made by hechicería could be a metaphorical way of dominating others. In the case trial studied of the dominance of women over men in sexual matters. They invented many different concoctions of cocoa mixed with other substances in order to control situations, to control relationships and conflicts, for example. Chocolate was a good choice of mixer for five reasons. One, it was easy to obtain. Two, chocolate was given, offered as an act of hospitality, so it would not cause suspicion. Thirdly, it had a pleasant taste which could hide other substances which were added to it. Fourthly, it was a thick substance which concealed powders which had been added. And fifthly, it was inappropriate to offer wine to both men and women, so chocolate was a suitable alternative. Cocoa was blamed for causing disorderly behaviour in women. These are recorded in the Inquisition documents. Take Melchora de los Reyes, for example. The story of Melchora de los Reyes. Melchora de los Reyes was a young woman of Muleta race. Muleta meaning that one of her parents was Spanish and the other was black. Melchora de los Reyes had sex with her lover, therefore losing her virgin status. Her virgin status made her eligible for marriage in the Catholic Society of 1600s Guatemala. Her lover abandoned her, so she consulted a sorcerer in order to re-secure his affection. She bought powders and mixed them into his cocoa. She was reported to the Colonial Inquisition on charges of witchcraft by hexing chocolate. It is unknown what became of Melchora de los Reyes. To colonial officials, she was a marginalised woman who they did not concern themselves with. To the Inquisition, she was heretical and needed to be eradicated from society. However, Melchora's story reveals to us a disruption of gender hierarchy because she was a female exercising power over a male. Coco was also used to target sexual competitors. This was the case in the feud between Doña Catarina Delgado, a Spanish woman, and Agustina, a mulata servant. Agustina had been having an affair with Doña Caterina's husband, Sargento Nicolás Callejos, who, like his wife, was also a Spaniard. 
According to Doña Caterina, one day Agustina came to their house and had a public argument with Nicolás. A few days later, Agustina came by their house again and brought Coco as a peace offering. Nicolás, Doña Caterina and their Indian female servant drank it. Shortly after drinking it, Doña Caterina became ill and described her sickness as expelling the black and yellow flu, meaning that she was vomiting yellow, green and blood-coloured like substances. The Indian servant suffered the same effects and actually died. However, Nicholas remained healthy, indicating that Agostina had prepared the cocoa with substances with the intention of harming Nicholas's wife for revenge. This account shows us that through the use of cocoa, the lower social order to which Agostina belonged as a mulata demonstrated power over a higher social order, the Spanish husband and wife, and therefore disrupting the social order. It is also interesting to note that the Spanish husband and wife servant was an Indian woman. This gives us a glimpse into the racial position of Indian women in the 18th century. Indian women, as well as African women, made up the lower class and the majority were servants in the countryside. Conclusion, credit must be given to Mesoamerica for the creation and use of chocolate. We can see how chocolate was once a food reserved for the elite in pre-Hispanic times, and then in colonial times it just became widespread. Nowadays people add whipped cream and marshmallows to their hot chocolate, blissfully unaware of the early condiments people would have added. It is fascinating to discover the uses of chocolate in daily conflicts in colonial times, but it also reveals to us much about the society of the time and how it tied in with the Inquisition due to its association with witchcraft. Martha Few summarises this. She says, The transformation of the meanings and representations of chocolate reveals how it came to be seen as a flexible and potentially dangerous food in the gender and racial politics of colonial life. Thank you.